Welcome to episode 40 of Your Routine Queen podcast with Chelsea Fournier. Today is an interview day, and I'm so excited to be here interviewing Brittany Long. I initially found her on social media and was attracted because she is the queen of evergreen. And you know I love evergreen and finding all ways that are going to help me and you launch and grow your business more scalably, sustainably, and with spaciousness and joy. So we're going to be jumping into a really cool conversation with Brittany about email marketing and evergreen. This is Chelsea Fournier, aka Your Routine Queen. I believe that every aspect of running an online business can be broken down into a routine or ritual that you can create, master, and either love or delegate to someone who does. I help lightworkers build or rebuild the foundation of an online business that will be able to scale to consistent 5K months, 10K months, and beyond. You too can run an online business for purpose and profit, helping your sole clients without putting yourself on the back burner. If you are a sensitive soul, an empath, a healer, a guide, and you want to make a huge impact but don't want to lose yourself in the process or subscribe to the hustle culture of most online marketers, I hope you stick around. Let's jump into this episode together. We are here today with Brittany. Brittany, say hello. I'm so excited to have you on here. Hey, I'm so excited to be here too. I love talking about emails and evergreen. So anytime I have the chance to do both, life is good. Oh my gosh. Well, I was intrigued. So your kind of brand or your at least handle on Instagram is queen of evergreen. And I'm someone who's always looking at like, how can I work smarter instead of harder? And so just toying around, like always really open. And then I saw that your overarching brand that you run with your husband is win with systems. And then I saw that we're also both toddler moms and was like, okay, I got to talk to this chick. And Mm -hmm. something on your profile right now is so intriguing. It says that it boils down that your whole brand basically boils down to providing resources to improve your email marketing. And you say the channel with 174% conversion rate over social. Is that true? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And crazy. The wildest part is that like everybody's chasing after the new thing on social, the new fad, the new song you have to dance to, whatever it is. And there's email that's like right in front of all of us. It's like the, it's like the good guy that everybody's like, oh, he's a little boring. And then you get to know him and you're like, oh my gosh, he's amazing. And you know, instead of chasing after the bad guy, because he rides a motorcycle, it's like going after email is that one that's stable and safe and always there and works for you when you're not around. Yeah, it's so cool. And and I know you have been a woman of evolution. So before we d- jump into all the juicy details, just give us a little bit of background. Like you used to be a teacher, correct? And now you're running an email marketing and copy business. Like just tell us a little bit about your evolution. Yeah. So I was a teacher. I was a middle school science teacher and that was pretty good for a few years. I enjoyed what I was doing. And after the end of my second year, that's when things kind of started to change for me. I realized I was spending so much time, you know, working with other people's families and doing these things for other people's families, but really ultimately neglecting my own and not really paying attention to my husband. Cause I was always working and always grading and he was a teacher too. So like it was, <laughs> we, oh, we understood it, but yeah it wasn't the kind of life that I wanted. I wanted a life where we got to hang out together. And when I started to realize that I was spending more time with my coworkers and students than I was getting to spend with my husband, who I like willingly decided I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. Like him. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I was like, hmm, maybe something needs to change. And then I had a cancer scare. 
And that is really what changed everything for me. And I remember still sitting on the doctor's, like the exam table, you know, and this doctor I had never met before came in and you know, she said, I'm sorry, Mrs. Long, or well, she said my name, Brittany, <laughs> I, I guess thinking Mrs. Long because of the teacher, but you know, she said, I'm sorry, Brittany, um, I have some bad news. You have cancer. It's aggressive. We found it in multiple places. Uh, I left that day thinking this was going to be my last year on earth. And it was devastating for a lot of reasons, but mostly because I realized I had been putting off who I'm supposed to be, like the fullness of all that I could be. I was putting that off and I was putting off my family because I kept thinking I had time and I thought, maybe I'll figure out what I'm supposed to do after I retire from teaching or after I do this or after I do that or, and then suddenly I may not have after anymore. I may only have right now. And I remember feeling so much regret leaving that day, thinking that this was my last year on earth and I wasn't okay with what I was doing. And for anybody that's a teacher or that's been a teacher, you know that it can be really fulfilling, but it also was something I knew was not the right thing for me. And I had kind of let it sit because I thought, well, maybe it'll get better. So I went to another school that next year. I went to a different district school instead of a charter school. And I thought, well, maybe it was just the school that I was at. Maybe that was what it was. No, (laughs) that's not what it was. I then left midway through that year and I went to another school that was closer to my home. And I thought, well, maybe this will fix it. It did not fix it. And that's when I was like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing anymore. And so for the next two years, I pretty much complained about what I was doing. And I'm not, I'm not proud of that, (laughs) but that's the truth of it. Um, I didn't really know how to get out of that place. I was definitely living in this like victim mindset kind of thing. And I thought this is just how it is. Um, I should say too, I forgot to mention this earlier. I actually found out I didn't have cancer. So I thought that I did for two weeks. My life was flipped upside down. That's such a roller coaster. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So my life was literally like flipped upside down for two solid weeks. And I was questioning everything about my life. And then I went to the specialist and she was like, I don't know what they're talking about. You have precancer cells. They're not cancers. They're precancer cells. They're not in most, like they're localized in one place. And we can fix this with a minor surgery. And it's very unlikely it will ever come back. It was a, it was a shock, but I'm still so glad that it happened because I was going to say, looking back, do you see that as a complete shift of your mindset, even if it took a while to actually take the change and evolve? Absolutely. It completely shifted the trajectory of my life. And so I'm very thankful for it. Um, It was, you know, super traumatic at the same time, but also very thankful for it. And so um, I kept kind of figuring, trying to figure out what I wanted to do, kept living in this victim mindset, kept feeling frustrated because I knew I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing, but I genuinely didn't feel like I had any skills to do anything else until I started going to this uh, monthly meetup for entrepreneurs. It was an hour and a half from my house. So three hour round trip. on a school night, but I would go anyway, because I thought, I don't know what I want to do, but I, I felt in my bones that entrepreneurship was along those lines. And so I kept going, kept going, kept going. I got to know the people there felt incredibly inadequate, incredibly, uh, like I did not belong there because all of them seemed to know what they were doing. They seemed to have it all together. And I definitely did not. (laughs) So, uh, it was uncomfortable. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. One thing I noticed though, that was so different about what they were doing was how they talked about things, how they talked about problems, how they talked about solutions was very, very different than how I was currently talking about problems. I was like, poor me, this is awful. This is terrible. I'm so frustrated. They were saying, here's what's happening. So here's what I'm going to try next. And then if I can't figure that out, I'm also going to ask this person what they did. And it was like this completely new world opened up to me of possibilities. 
Sure. And so between that and reading The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, I started to take personal responsibility for my life and figured out that that was even possible and that I could have a, an impact on what my life looked like. It didn't have to just happen to me. I could orchestrate some of it or most of it, in my opinion. And so that kind of started. I had a friend there. His name was Brad or is Brad. And um, I remember one day I was complaining about teaching <laughs> and he said, Brittany, nobody is making you stay. And I said, well, yes, like if I leave, I'm not going to be able to pay the bills. I'm not going to be able to do this or that. And he said, okay, but you're still choosing to stay because of those reasons. He's like, you don't have to say, nobody is forcing you to stay. You're choosing to stay. And I remember being so annoyed about that. Yeah, because that's I was like, like a hard pill to swallow. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like it's true, but you're like, I got to swallow that one. Right. <laughs> right. My first thought was like, yeah. how dare you? You have no idea what it's like. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, he, he wasn't a teacher, so he didn't know what it was like. But at the end yeah. of the day, it didn't matter because what I was currently doing was not working for me. It wasn't helping me get out of where I didn't want to be anymore. And so that helped things move forward. And then finally, I, some of the people I met there, I said, Hey, I love what you do. I love how you run your business. And I'd love to work for you someday. Um, in any capacity, what kind of skills do you look for in somebody that you hire? And yeah. they were like, actually you do some graphic design, right? I was on my, I think it was probably like 23rd or 24th side hustle at that time. Cause I was trying everything. And I was doing some, uh, I was hand painting signs. And so they said, you know, you do some graphic design, right? And I was like, yeah. And they said, well, we're actually looking to hire somebody for that right now. Is that something you'd be interested in? It'd be part-time $15 an hour. And I was like, absolutely. Yes. I'll, I'll do whatever. Like I'll take out trash. I don't care. I will do whatever it takes to find a way out. And so that is how I got out of teaching, how I got into entrepreneurship. And since then I've had you know, a few other things that I've done between graphic design and funnels. And at one point, uh, some C-level, uh, a C-level role in a multi-million dollar company, and then email marketing with that and funnel building and all the things yeah. that have brought me from where I was to where I am today. And I'm so thankful for every step that it took to get here. Wow. What I love about the journey you just shared is that so many times you just see like, the chapter that you're envious of, of like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. you know, Brittany and her husband are running a business together. And like, that's some people's dream, right? Like you're living mm -hmm. past you's dream and maybe other people's dream. Mm -hmm. And it can be like, okay, well, that's so far from where I am, but it's just like one step at a time. Putting out an offer, maybe you're, you know, maybe not forever wanting to be in love with doing funnels, but I bet it taught you something about the marketing mm -hmm. that you do now, right? Wow, Absolutely. And I love funnels uh, at yeah. the time. I love them. Yeah. I still really enjoy them, but I got to see something I loved even more. Um, yeah. But it was started with doing funnels. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know that I have some listeners that are probably listening in and being like, wait, when is she going to talk about that conversion? Because <laughs> I feel like email marketing, when I saw that even on your bio, I know you're all about email. I was like, wow, 174% higher conversion rate over social media. And what we're all looking for is conversion. Where is someone going to say yes? Where are they going to click? Where are they going to pull out their credit card? And so I know some listeners and probably some people that you even hire you over time need to talk themselves into, like you hear time and time again, like, oh, email marketing is dead or you can't get past the spam filters. So for someone who's listening that's like got their resistance up, talk them into why email marketing matters. I mean, if you want to make more in less time and with less yeah. effort and- yeah be able to set it up once and continue to have it running for you and selling for you. That's why email marketing matters. Um, yeah. 
it's the ability to, and for us specifically with Evergreen, it's the ability to make sales without me having to be on all the time and be the one on sales calls or be the one actually pushing stuff out all the time. The real reason that I'm so passionate about Evergreen email marketing, specifically Evergreen emails, is because it gives you the opportunity to take time off or take a break. And I've worked with so many entrepreneurs that come to me after, after something breaks or after something's going really terribly in their life, like they have a divorce or or some other kind of bomb drops in their life, whether it's mental health issues or it's um, they're just having a really hard time or they're not enjoying what they're doing anymore and they need the space to figure out what's next. If they don't have a system that sells for them on autopilot, that means they have to be, either they have to be the one selling or they're not bringing in sales. And neither of those are conducive for figuring out what's next or for healing or for taking a break and resting. And so I've seen enough people at this point come into our lives that I care about deeply that I'm like, I wish that we had been able to start this for you sooner so that it was less stressful for you now or for the people that come to me before and then I see something happen. Cause I mean, it's like that it's not when it's if like unexpected things happen and they're not always bad. Like some, I had a baby and yeah. you, you know, you know what it's like. <laughs> and yeah. so I thought no problem. I'll be back at work in a few weeks. And it was so much harder than I expected. Yeah. And so having those things, even the joyous things that are unexpected in our lives, having something that can sell on autopilot for you, even during those times is such a breath of a breath of fresher. It's such a relief. Yeah. Well, and I'm realizing there might be some people who aren't as familiar with the term evergreen as you and I are. So I'm envisioning, okay, if I do a reel over on Instagram like that, yeah, maybe it gets some traction for a while. Maybe there's a call to action to do something, but probably even more powerful if the call to action is to go to a link in my bio to opt into something, right? So Mm -hmm. if someone opts in, I try to use social media as where I'm going to create curiosity and relationships, but really what I want them doing is the first yes they're saying to me is something that's going to get them on my email list. Booking a call with me gets them on my email list, opting in for a quiz or something like that. And so then when you say evergreen, it's really once they're kind of in that door, they've said yes to being Mm -hmm. on your list, and now evergreen is because you've created content that's going to go out to them without you manually hitting something because you've set it up. Is that a good way of describing it? Exactly. Yeah. And it comes from this idea. I, I had somebody asking me the other day, they're like, why do you call it evergreen if not all yeah. money is green? And that's yeah. actually not even where it comes from. Yeah, sure, <laughs> um, sure. Evergreen comes from the evergreen trees. So when you think about those trees, they have like those little pine needles on them or the, I don't know if it's pine. Anyway, they have little needles on them. And what's really cool about those, and this is maybe my middle school science teacher, like nerdiness coming out, but Mm -hmm. what's really cool about those is that evergreen trees can live all year round, all year long for years. They can live on the side of mountains. They can live in like really harsh conditions. And the reason is because they have this protective wax coating around each of those needles. So whereas trees like oak trees, they die, the leaves die every year, they come back, there's cycles to it. The evergreen tree doesn't have those kind of cycles like like an oak tree would. And so an evergreen email sequence is like that protective coating. It gives you the ability to make sales all year long. It's not cycles like like uh, oak tree is. It doesn't have seasons. It doesn't have cycles. It doesn't have those dips and those highs and those lows. So yeah. if right now you're like, man, on you know in the summer my sales are always lower. That's where evergreen sequence comes in, and you know that you have a baseline coming in all year long, and it's wow. something that you can count on. And so that's that's the the background, I guess, of the evergreen. Oh, I love that description too. And it is, you can tell you're a teacher, you're good at explaining things. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Well, and I think something that 
I hear a lot, especially with my audience, a lot of people are empaths or highly sensitive or maybe, you know, grow their business in alignment with their menstrual cycle, like really tapping mm -hmm. into cycles. And mm -hmm. the idea of having like, okay, maybe I've been gangbuster on social media, wanted to be visible, used my voice for a couple weeks in a row. And if those efforts could have grown your email list, and then there was an evergreen sequence on the back end, while mm -hmm. you're cocooning and not wanting to be visible, the email mm -hmm. could be talking to your people, right? Like that's the kind of, you know, as you think about if you are a cyclical being or you desire to have some periods, even just within a week, maybe you want to take Fridays mm -hmm. off. I know that Brittany has a whole mm -hmm. Facebook group around taking Fridays off, or maybe it's a week of the month or not wanting to work while you're bleeding or whatever it is to be able to say, but work I've put in, copy I've written, emails I've set up, are talking to those people even when I'm not in that energy. I think that's really mm. compelling, right? It's really, really powerful. And for anybody that's listening, that's like, I don't enjoy selling uh, or yeah. I struggle with selling or it's just uncomfortable for me or, or it's not, it's not my personality or whatever it is. Yeah. I feel the same way. A lot of times I love having conversations and then if it works being like, yeah, here's some ideas for you. I love that. But doing like a hard sell, I, I don't super enjoy doing. And so I have my emails that sell for me. And even in our emails, we don't do like hard, hard sales. Um, and yet we still make really good money from them. And so I love knowing that my email can do the selling for me, especially yeah. if I'm in like, like you said, if I'm in one of those seasons where I'm like, I just don't really feel like getting on the call right now, or I don't really feel like like I just need to take a break or I need to take a step back. I know that yeah. my email is still going to be selling for me. Yeah, that's so cool. And so let's say that you've convinced someone, you know, maybe a listener is like, okay, I've got my list, people opt in. I email them one, I was just talking to a coaching client last night who said, I do a once a month newsletter just so people know I'm alive. Like I hear that a lot of people being like, I just want them to know my business is still running. So I email them once a month. So let's say you've convinced a listener that they desire to do more than that. What are some, you? I know you use the term sequences. So we're kind of thinking through like if you are a visual person, you would imagine like a whiteboard or like really thinking through different ways that people are going to come onto your list and what you want them to like experience on the other end once they're on the list. So let's talk through what are some sequences that you encourage entrepreneurs to write ahead of time and automate and like why are they each valuable? So uh, sequences, there's there are these series of emails that help get your reader from one point to another point. And it's really to help them solve their problems. And if you have a solution to one of their problems, it's a great way to put that solution into there. And so some of the sequences are a welcome sequence. That's a way for them to get to know you, but also for you to get to know them. It's also a way for you to ask them uh, to know more about them, to uh, figure out what's going on in their world so you know how you can best help. And you had mentioned like uh, people saying, oh, you know, I'm going to the spam filter earlier. Yeah. One of the ways to avoid that is by having a welcome sequence where you ask them to reply. And that way they're more likely to see you in their inbox as well. And it's more likely to work really well for you. So that's just a little side note, <laughs> but well, welcome sequence. You demonstrate that. Like I remember when I first got onto your sequence, so I'm on her email list and I always feel like it's personally written to me. Like mm -hmm. just to back up for one second, actually, Something that I really help people with is to figure out what their signature transformation is, who their soul client is. And I can tell, like, I'm one of your soul clients, I think. Mm -hmm. And I, I always feel like when you're writing it, it's like, how is she in my head? Even though you're sharing your <laughs> stories, it's very personalized. Mm -hmm. 
But then I'm like, that's the problem that was keeping me up last night. Or that's the thing Mm -hmm. I was researching. How did she know? And so Mm -hmm. doing some of that base work first so that you know who you're trying to talk to, not just trying to blast out to relate to everybody. But then once you kind of nailed some of that down and you're creating these, so the welcome sequence would be kind of like getting to know each other and replying. I replied to you and was like, oh my gosh, she asked me to reply. This is so fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It really works. (laughs) And I love it when people reply because it lets me see where they're at. It lets me see how I can help them. But from a marketing standpoint, it also lets me see the words and the verbiage and the phrases that I can use in future emails to make a bigger impact. So like you said, you can be thinking, oh my gosh, that did keep me up last night. How did she know? Um, And it's because people actually reply and let me know. And there are so many patterns when you start to ask for that and you're able to help at a deeper level when when you start to ask and find that out from your customers. Cool. And so what other sequences would make sense to focus on? So welcome sequence, fulfillment sequence is another one. Um, Fulfillment sequence is what happens after they opt in to your email list or they buy something from you. Most people have one email and that's it. And the reason I suggest having at least four is because it is your prime real estate. People are most likely to open those emails over any other email. Mine has like a 98% open rate, something like something Uh, crazy high like that because they want the thing that they opted into or they want the thing that they purchased. And so you have an opportunity there to... Some people call it indoctrination. I don't like that because it sounds very cultish, but I I see it as you have the opportunity to find your person. Like you said, your sole client, you get to the opportunity to find them and help them and be there for them. And so one thing that I like to do in my fulfillment sequence, the first one, obviously I talk about, hey, here's what you ordered. Here's how it's going to help you. But I also tell them, here's how it's helped other people. So um, sometimes I'll do screenshots if that's been approved by that person, or I'll uh, share somebody's story. And I love that because it shows them it's possible. I love showing people that things are possible. That that lights me up inside. (laughs) And so I love that I get to do that. And then the next email usually that I send them is going to be another that's similar to that, where I show them, here's how it worked for other people. Here's how it can work for you. But I also remind them to utilize the thing that they got, mm-hmm. which is something that most people don't do. They, they send it off and they're like, all right, they're totally going to use it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that doesn't always happen because you're busy mm-hmm. chasing a toddler or running your business or whatever it is that your client is doing. And yeah. so being able to remind them, here's the thing, here's how you can access it in just one really easy, easy way, easy place is really, really helpful for them. And then at that point, you can also let them know about the other things that you have that might make sense for them to do next. And sometimes people will say, well, Brittany, I feel bad doing that because they just bought something from me. But if you went into a hospital and you're like in the ER, you have a broken arm and you're, you go to the doctor and say, oh man, my tooth really hurts. And they can clearly see that you've broken your arm also. And they don't also treat the broken arm. They only treat the tooth, which you said, like, that would be so mean. That would be awful. And so, but we do the same thing with our clients and our customers. When we help them with one thing, we see that they clearly have a problem we can solve for them in something else, but we don't want to, we don't want to sell them. We feel bad. And so setting it up in that sequence, not only helps them, but it takes it off of it takes like that selling feeling off of you where you you don't have to think about it. You don't have to press center. Mm-hmm. It's automatically going out and helping your audience. Um, and so that's one of the reasons I love fulfillment sequences. If someone doesn't have their like product suite ready yet, but they have maybe a freebie, maybe it's signing up for a community class or like somewhere where someone's given you your email, you could also do a fulfillment really for anything that's free mm-hmm. to like deepen their commitment and then have some way to invite them onto a call or like whatever the next step Mm -hmm. is that's really intuitive for their journey. And some of what I really like about this is it's thinking about 
if this were my ideal client, what would I want them to do? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I would want them to get on a call with me. I would want them to do X, Y, or Z. And just inviting them feels mm-hmm. way less salesy to me. Just being like, what's the next thing I would like them to say yes to? I should invite mm-hmm. them. <laughs> maybe it's a I love that invite. Maybe it's not, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, I love how you said invite them and give them the option because you never know how you could help them. And sometimes it's going to surprise you uh, and give you a deeper understanding of your own customer journey and not only where you want them to go, but where they're wanting to go also. So you can walk hand in hand with it. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. So we've got fulfillment. We've got welcome. Is there anything else that people should be thinking about? Another one would be an evergreen sequence. And I know that's probably no surprise (laughs) since I'm the queen of evergreen. Um, But this, we do a year long sequence It nurtures and sells to your audience. So it's letting them know about the different things that you have. But in between there, it's giving super, super helpful advice tips that they can use, um, great resources for them. And so that's one of the best ones that you can do. And the other reason I love it, besides that it nurtures and sells, is that you set it up once and then it continues to run for you on your behalf. You don't have to think about it. And the great thing is you set it up once and then anytime somebody comes onto there from now until forever, (laughs) if you want, they get to have that same experience. And as you go on, you can look at the data, you can make teeny tiny tweaks here and there if you want, but you know that no matter what, even if you're tired, even if you don't feel like writing, you know that you have something that's going out that you're helping your people no matter what is going on in your life. Yeah. I just love the possibility, like the software and capabilities that we have to be able to run online businesses. Like Mm -hmm. if someone's listening and they have an email system it probably allows you to do this. If you have not done this before, it might require some help desk support or reaching out to Brittany or someone with an expertise. But so many of the email marketing systems allow you to say, oh, you came in for this opt-in. Now we're going to deliver this sequence. When you when we finish, you can bump over to the welcome sequence. When you finish that, if you haven't bought anything. And so there's a lot of like, if this, then that logic that a lot of people are not utilizing. Like, do you find that when you work with people, they're like, wait, I didn't even know I could do this in the software. There's so much power behind so many of the options these days. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So we're going to have some fun little, I have not told Brittany these questions. (laughs) I ask these questions of every guest and then we can kind of wrap up and share a little bit more about what, um, what you do and how people can work with you. So first of all, you're actually going to be coming in as one of the Ignite Your Strategy guest experts in my Aligned to Ignite group program. I'm so excited for my students to get to hear even more from you. And so within that program, everything I do is based around six core values. And I'm going to read them to you. You can like take a deep breath or close your eyes. I just like to get people's reaction. Which one of the six values that I read really pings for you as something that you desire more of right now in your business, okay? Mm -hmm. So the six values are longevity, discernment, design, spaciousness, sustainability, and safety. Which Mm -hmm. one of those stands out and what would it mean to you? I think the two that stand out to me, <laughs> I don't know if I yeah, can pick just one. It. Actually, I think I will pick one because I forgot the other one. So the, this one, uh, the stability one is what feels yeah. most strong to me right now. And yeah. the reason is because we're um, making some changes from how we were doing our offers to a more uh, monthly basis so that we have offers that we already know are coming in or we have revenue coming in every single month without yeah. having to go out and sell every single gotcha. month. And so yeah. that's why I would say stability. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And so 
as you think out, we're recording this. I think this is going to be coming out in mid-2022. Uh, so let's fast forward wherever you're at right now. Think forward one year. And if you were to call in one specific result in your business in the next year, what would that be? Hmm. That is a good question. I, I really like our business as it is right now. I think the yeah. only thing that I would really want to change besides this, it's not even stability, I guess it's just the, the switch we're making, yeah. um, is maybe, I guess maybe just our family traveling more to conferences together. Right now I go to a lot of them, but I'm going on my own because uh, our, our little one is only 18 months. So I think yeah. being able to travel to more conventions and conferences together and experience yeah. that together would be what I want to change. I don't know if that ta- that counts as in my business. I think that it does. <laughs> well, you know what? You're running a lifestyle business. And the fact that mm-hmm. you and your husband are growing this together, I think everything is kind of enmeshed in a really cool way with what you're doing, mm-hmm. that your life goals and your business goals and your relationship goals all kind of circle together. Like you're one human being. If you want to go to a conference with your family, you should go to a conference with your family. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is part of that, are you mostly attending conferences um, with a desire to speak and get visibility? Or are you mostly attending to learn and network? What are your, what's your focus when you go to big events like that? Uh, so it's mostly networking and visibility. Yeah. Um, the I have some that I'm speaking at, uh, but I would like to speak it more. I, I will be yeah. speaking it more. And then the networking piece of it, I think is probably my favorite part of it. It just fuels my soul. I love it. Yeah, cool. So we're going to talk about routines, obviously, because we're on your Routine Queen podcast. And so we're going to have a positive and a negative. We'll go with the positive first. I want to hear from you one routine that you believe truly serves you in your business right now. And then after, I'm going to ask you one area that feels messy that you really want more routine in. (laughs) So first, let's go with the positive. What is one routine that you're like, dang, I do a good job with that? Um, Let's see. I think right now I drink a lot of water. I do a really good job of making that a habit and of having it with me all the time. Um, I think that would probably be one of the best ones that I do for me. I have, so I have type two diabetes. So it's very, very important that I'm eating well, that I'm drinking plenty of water, that I'm getting exercise. And so I think that side of it is probably one thing I do really well right now. Um, and so that's going outside, that's drinking water. I also do a good job right now of, uh, outsourcing to my team. And so the question I ask myself when I get a new task on my plate is, is this something that is my, my QBR, the thing that only that I can do in my business. If not, then I'm like, who else can do it? Who else can I ask for help with this on? Yeah. Um, it has not always been that way, <laughs> but right it's now, a, like skill set well. and a mindset to yes. really step into that. And you said an acronym, I think that I'm not familiar with QBR. What oh, does that stand for? QBR. So it's from the book, uh, clockwork and it stands okay. for queen bee role. And so that's the role oh. that only you can do. And everybody has their own QBR within yeah. your business. And then there's like the main QBR. So in order to have a business, we have to do X. And then for me, in order for our business to grow, like my main focus is growing our business. And so for me, it's visibility, it's being the face, it's uh, getting on more stages, Um, but anything that relates to moving the company forward as far as visibility goes, that is within my QBR. And so anything that doesn't fall on that, I have to ask somebody else for help on, which is hard sometimes. Yeah, it is. Good for you for stepping into that and recognizing that it's something you're doing really excellent right now. That's awesome. 
And so this is the vulnerable moment. Is there some area of your life or your business that you just wish had more routine or habit or the thing that's always on your list that you don't get to? What is that for you? <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like there's a few things <laughs> that are always on my <laughs> list that I don't get to. Um, but I guess one of the things would probably be, uh, asking for help faster. So I said, I asked for help and I do yeah. that, but I think asking for help faster, sometimes I will try to do it for myself for a hot second. And then I'm like, nope. Um, and then also working through new problems and new solutions. I like to think of them as a growth wall. And so when I picture it, I picture this, you know, concrete wall that has Ivy growing up that I can choose to stare at because it looks really tall. I can choose yeah. to climb it or once I'm climb, I've climbed it, I can choose to stay on top of it and, and walk along it and move faster. And so I try to stay on top of it and move faster, but I notice in this particular season of life that I find myself getting up there and then climbing back down and thinking, this is really hard <laughs> and then looking at it again and then climbing back up. And so taking out that extra worry and that extra fear and instead of living in that place that makes it so much harder to yeah. grow, um, being able to grow uh, and, and choose to grow faster instead of choose to stay in worry or fear. Mm, that is such like, I just keep telling so many of my clients, people that I work with, that it's like 85%, 90% mindset. Like once you mm -hmm. get to a certain level, everything is scary. Everything is an investment. Everything is a decision. Everything is a delegation. And that the mindset around how you want to approach that is almost more important than the strategy because if you are too scared to do the strategy, it could be the best strategy in the world. But I know I see amazing strategies that you guys are unfolding. I'm excited to be a part of the Facebook group that you run. I get really great tidbits. I've been asking a bunch of questions. And so let's make sure listeners know how they can learn more from you, where they can follow you. I'll give you a couple minutes to fill people in. Yeah. So we have the Friday Off Club on Facebook and the Friday Off Club podcast as well. Uh, you can also find us at winwithsystems.com and we, uh, well, and then the queen of evergreen on Instagram as well. Um, but we actually also have a little gift for you as a thank you for listening. And that is our, yeah. Take her <laughs> um, up on this, whatever it is, take her up on it. <laughs> uh, so this is welcome and wow. This is our welcome sequence templates and training. So if you're somebody that's like, I don't have time for training, it is very, it is very quick training. Um, yeah. because I don't want to spend more time, like more of your time than you need. So it's very quick training, easy to implement but in case you're like I just want the templates I want to fill things in we have that for you as well and we use them for our own emails uh, so they are very good <laughs> they're what we use and you can get them uh, for free um, we normally charge for them but just as a thank you for listening we want to give them to you for free that's amazing. I'll put a link right in the show notes. She will get me everything that you guys need and take her up on it. I actually went through this training and it's so funny. I have a confession, Brittany, and you're going to laugh because you know me a little bit. So um, in one of the very first trainings, you're like, if you're just listening to this to learn, stop. And I was like, I'm at the gym. How does she know I'm not sitting down to work right now? Right. But for me, my learning style is I like to absorb and watch the trainings and then rewatch them as I sit down and do stuff. But it was just so funny that I was like, oh, how does she know I'm multitasking? <laughs> I see everything. <laughs> but it's really a fantastic training. I think that's so amazing that you're offering it to listeners for free. Jump on that. And then you will also be on Brittany's email. And I just love being on the list to be able to see what you're doing because you're really modeling what can be a beautiful infrastructure. And just for so many, like, I really want to reiterate for introverts, for empaths, if like the screen time, you know, several of my clients are like, I love running an online business, but I really can't do much screen time. It's not good for my health. It's not good for, you know, my vision, for anything. And so some of this is like one-time project. 
one-time project with tweaks, whereas so much of creating content, social media, like tomorrow I'm batching reels. I got to like put makeup on, do my hair. But so much of what you're doing is helping people have a one-time project. And especially mm-hmm. with the templates, it allows you to really cut the time instead of saying, what should I be saying? So definitely take her up on that. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Awesome. So if you do you have any last words of wisdom if someone is just listening and saying, this feels a little overwhelming, I know I need to dip my toe in, just how could you assure someone that this will be worthwhile just for them to lean into Evergreen or lean into email marketing? I guess I would say that all the clients that I work with, they always tell me, I wish I would have started sooner. And so whether you're thinking my emails are going to stink, it does not matter. It really doesn't at this point. The main thing is to get started and everybody has to start somewhere. So even if you go into it and you're like, man, this email is going to stink. I've written stinky emails too. That's how I started was (laughs) writing emails that stung. And so um, everybody has to start somewhere and it's far better to start now, especially if you're starting with a small list is way better to start now than when your list is much bigger because it feels scarier then. So if you're starting with a big list, a small list, just start. Um, And one thing that we do, we call the ATM RN method and it stands for attention. Tell your story, make it mean something reflect on what your reader might be thinking or objecting to, and then next step. So what kind of action do you want them to take? We follow that structure in our emails. It helps us write quicker and helps us make sure we're not like Mm. just rambling because that can happen (laughs) Uh, if you are a talker like I am. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. ATMRN. If you need to go back and take some notes on that, it's so, so valuable. Just the, even just the vision of what you're painting as the possibility. I know you said you get lit Mm. up just helping people to know what is possible. It is possible that over time, the social media that you could be creating is just to increase visibility, to get people Mm -hmm. to take the first step to get on your list. And on the back end, they're going to have a journey potentially for a year or more. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it can be overwhelming to be like 52 emails or, but it's (laughs) literally just what I'm starting to do at your recommendation is um, my kind of second quarter goal for this year is getting my year evergreen in place. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to just start blocking off a half hour a day to write emails, just look at what's the next one. Is it about editing? Is it about writing? Is it about organizing stories? Just something that's going to help me get that one-time project done. And all of the tools that I've gained access to through you have been so, so helpful to show what's possible and just give baby steps. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on today, Brittany. And everybody go follow her. She's amazing. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me to have you part of this community. Make sure to tune in every Tuesday and subscribe to your Routine Queen podcast wherever you typically listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Remember, routines and rituals are your friend and part of the path to the next level version of you that is already calling in the business and life that you desire and deserve. See you on the next one.